Welcome to the Speaking of Tangents podcast, a podcast for your ears. Today's episode is brought to you by sickness. That is correct. I am sick yet again. My name is Jason. And my name is KJ, and we kick off this episode with a little song and dance. Well, not really a dance, but uh, oh, never mind. Then we try to pronounce some stuff when we play pronounce this pronounce this pronounce this this and then we'll talk about our top three christmas and or holiday movies which this segment is guaranteed to infuriate someone out there who actually likes christmas and or holiday movies later find out if we have a guest when we play another little game we like to call do we have a guest And then we'll wrap it all up with feedback as we go back in time to discover was KJ right about the mystery Oreo and potentially some Amazon reviews, but I think we're going to run out of time. In a week, things happen. Yes, they do. And now we'll review. Yes, we will. Those things that happened. The things that happened. It's the speaking of tangents. Week in review. So what's up this week? Good is up. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Everywhere you go, even in Atlanta, you had snow this past week. Am I I right? I didn't know we were doing song intros. (laughs) Well, it just, you know, it is. I look out my window, it's snowing. You're a mean one, Mr. (laughs) Grinch. Is Is that right? That's right. That's right. That's that's about my mood right now. Because of the snowstorm in Atlanta? No, nah, snow's fine. I had to cancel my shows I know, uh, last that's weekend. The because of, eh, that's okay. I got one on Saturday, a Christmas show. Um, well, see? I, You're doing Christmas carols? Doing all sorts of Christmas nonsense. Wonderful. And then uh, maybe one Friday, too, so we'll see. Okay. So, But this isn't the... This is not the replacement or the... No, 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 no. What's that's, the word that's I'm looking for? in January. The rescheduled show. Rescheduled. No, that's in January. We'll, I'll, uh, that's 20th, I think. January 20th. I have to, I'll tweet that out and for anybody around in the Atlanta area who's going to be here wants to go. I think uh, Young Statman might be here that weekend, possibly. Well, I saw that Twitter exchange and I wondered mm-hmm. either he's coming to, down to that area or he's very interested in what you're going to be doing at that show. <laughs> I'm going to live stream it so that, you know, yeah. actually, I might do that. Put it on I might get, I might, uh, Periscope or whatever it is. Uh, I'd probably Facebook live it because uh-huh. um, one of the, the girls that one of the, I'm playing in a duo with a girl at that show. And actually, she's she's singing and playing with me uh, this this weekend, too. But this weekend, this Saturday and potentially Friday is the Saturday thing is a small like acoustic thing that the place is so small that we're not even telling anybody where it is. Oh, because just be, the regular customers that go through there will fill the place up. You'll be having that, like that one dude that was standing right on top of you on one one of your shows where yeah, he was it's, staring yeah, it's at same, you. It's the same place, yeah. Okay, you can fit like forty people in this place at the most. It's, I mean, it's a coffee house, so uh-huh. we're not we're not announcing, we're not telling, we're not like broadcasting it out there. Hey, come to this. She's actually going to Facebook Live that, so maybe I'll get the link and send it out. But um, I'll talk to her you about should. doing it for the thing in January too, because she's. She's into all that social media stuff, and I am obviously not. Mm-hmm. Well, you <laughs> but, yeah, um, you should. I think uh, I'd like to 
I'd like to see that. You might change your mind <laughs> after you hear some of these dumb Christmas songs we're doing. Well, I'd like the option. How's that? Sure, yeah. Do you like Christmas music? I like Christmas music no earlier than two weeks before Christmas, but yes, I do. Okay, so this Saturday, is that two weeks before Christmas? I think Christmas no, two Day weeks. is on a Monday. Yeah, so we're we're less than two weeks away from Christmas. So which what? Which is why I am enjoying singing in the beginning of this podcast, the introduction. It's past the two week mark. I guess I really am a Grinch then with this holiday stuff because I I like Christmas. I don't like how we celebrate Christmas. Does I, that make sense? Yes, I understand. I agree. Or over celebrate Christmas. Yes, it's, I, I it's agree. A little, it's, it's a, a holiday. It's a holiday. You know. You, I know we know how you feel about holidays. Yes, you do. Yeah. So what's up with you actually this week? Well, Anything else been going on? Not much going on with me except for, you know, we're, we talked briefly about snow and Atlanta having snow, which was probably a mm-hmm. winter driving nightmare. Yeah, the blizzard of 2017 that it snowed an inch and it shut down, you know, the yeah. entire town for three days. So anyway. Which is so funny because last week we talked with Bonnie Burkle about the huge blizzard of Atlanta in 83 or whatever it was. I think that was actually when it snowed like six or seven inches and it really messed things up. I'm sure it did. Well, every 10 years we get like a actual snowstorm where the roads are really icy and it really literally for a week, nobody goes anywhere. It's crazy. When I was, this was ridiculous. This was an inch of snow at the most. Yeah. Well, that's what my brother says happens in, in Nashville when they, when they get a dusting too. same thing. Yeah. And when I went to grade school in Louisiana, we had snow once, and that was what it was, an inch or maybe less than an inch. And we had school off for a week. It was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, with with it being the holidays and winter, for, for us here in those few weeks before Christmas, that's a bad combo. Mm-hmm. Because we do almost all of our shopping online nowadays. And so this means that we have a lot of packages shipped to our house. And most of those packages... Some of them arriving on Sunday. Yes, some of them arriving on Sunday. But most of them don't fit in the mailbox. Although the mailman sure tries. I mean, about a month ago, he jammed a package in there so tightly that I have two doors on the mailbox, front and back. Mm -hmm. So I had to open the back door and punch it like eight times in order to get it out. What? Yeah. It sounds like you need either a new mailbox or a new mailman. And the mailbox is a standard mailbox size. I would like to get a huge box because what what's happening and the reason that I'm, you know, I should have sang the Grinch intro instead of what I sang is because it's winter now and the driveway has some snow on it that's been plowed, but we've had some snow. He won't take our packages up here. So if they're bigger than that, what will fit in the mailbox, he just doesn't deliver them. He doesn't give us a slip either in our box that says, you know, I couldn't get there or anything. He just stopped. He just doesn't hold them. That he seems just, illegal. He drives. He tries the next day. And so, yeah, we have a steep driveway, but we make it up and down. Of course, you know, we have a superior car and we love our children more than everybody else. But if we had children, that is, we care about the environment. Um, but 
he, we know that he, they've been try the the packages have been you know that they've tried to deliver them because mm-hmm. Amazon website tells us uh, well they tried but they couldn't reach your front door. Right. So what ends well, up happening is that we have to then call the post office. The last few days here, we've had Amazon packages supposed to be coming. But and we know that through the website, like I said, but we have to call the post office first thing when they open and say, hey, don't put the packages on the truck because I want to come and pick them up in person. Because if I don't, then I'll come home and I'll see that the package has not been delivered and I don't want to go back into town and pick it up. Mm-hmm. So that, quite frankly, is a pain in the rear to have yeah. to call in every day. Well, I mean, since you live in the middle of nowhere and it's yes. basically Mayberry, like the Andy Griffith show, that's the town you live in. Don't you like know everybody's name, like Pearl that works at the post office? You could go and talk to Pearl and say, hey, Pearl, you know, if it comes in and it's bigger than a bread box, you know, put it in, <laughs> put it in the side there and we'll come and pick it up in our horse and buggy. I would love that if Pearl would do that for me. But Pearl is the same woman that last year, I don't know if you remember. <laughs> yes, I remember. She told me that I couldn't ship first class versus priority to certain parts yes. of the country, and that I didn't have that problem this year, so I don't know what Pearl was talking about. Mm. But I don't know. I mean, he's always brought the packages up in previous winters, so it's it's like he's getting – we asked the post office. Is he getting well, old? Well, we asked him, is this a new driver or a new route? No. So now I'm asking for your help. What should I do? Get a bigger mailbox. Well, that's on. I didn't even have that on my list of possibilities that I have. That would be. I would get like a mailbox that is the size of, like six or seven mailboxes. Like you know those old school blue mailboxes. Like if you watch Sesame Street and they have them on the street, you know. Yeah. I don't even know if I have those anymore. You mean the ones one that like, you put the mail into mail? Yeah, but I would get one something that's that size, like a plastic container. Like you can get like storage containers like that that have locks on them. Yeah. Where he? I mean, it's. You don't have a lock on your mailbox, so what he could do is he could just open it up, put it in there, like you know the waffles in Stranger Things, but bigger. <laughs> I, I I really would like someone to show me how those that are available for sale, those big I'm, ones. Just get it and put mailbox on the side of it, and put the number <laughs> on there, and put a flag on there. What's he gonna do? I think it has to be approved by the federal government or something. It has. Are to, you serious, really? I think the well, you remember that somebody plowed our mailbox down, and I had to buy a new one, and all of them said this has been U.S. approved or U.S.P.S. approved. Well, it's the like way our the, government uh, is TSA now, you approved. could probably get anything approved, <laughs> or nothing. That's true. Depending on your viewpoints. But I would I, literally, seriously, I would get like a storage container and just put the number on there and see if you'll put it in there. Like package delivery, you know, and just put the mailbox number on this and see what happens. Well, and the UPS guy, did he did something like that. He took a plastic see-through bag that's waterproof and he put our mm-hmm. package in it and hung it from our box. Yeah. Because he couldn't I, get saying, up the so, driveway. If you got like a like a like one of those Rubbermaid plastic, you know, is outside storage yeah. containers. You know what I'm yeah. talking about? Like a little, like almost like freezer size, like st- storage freezer. I have a like, bunch of those already. I don't need to go out and buy one. Yeah, something that you could then um, like weigh down out there, like put something heavy in the bottom of it, so it like it's not going to blow away, or somebody's not going to pick it up, or chain it to the mailbox post. Yep. Well, if you're worried about people taking stuff, and then just have it where you know he can open it up and put put the box in there. So I should just label it packages for everyone that drives by yeah. to see that there's free packages in there? You know, I, get, I bet you 
Well, I mean, you put the mailbox number on there, and it it should still, no matter if the the package is in the mailbox or the mail is on the outside of the mailbox, if somebody steals it, then it's still like a federal crime or whatever because it's mm-hmm. against you know it's inter- interrupting the you know uh, uh, an arm of the U.S. government, the postal service. So wouldn't you be able to just like put something out there and put the mailbox number on the side of it and tell the mailman or tell the post office, hey, can you tell him we've got a larger you know, receptacle for packages now at the door. So he doesn't have to come up to the door at the mailbox post. So he doesn't have to come up to the door. He would probably appreciate that and be like, Hey, I can just throw this in here. I don't even worry about this anymore. Uh, I'd, well, I'd like to, I'd like to see if I could actually do that. I was thinking, you know, take the passive aggressive approach, give him, oh, that's going to win friends right there. Yeah. G- give him a tip with the, like a caribou coffee gift card with a holiday card. Right in there, you know, thanks for all you do throughout the year. We're especially grateful when you deliver our packages to our front door. <laughs> He's already got the reward. What's he get? What, what, I know. What, what's the incentive for him to do anything else? And none of, none of that stuff is untrue, but it is sort of Minnesota nicey, passive aggressive But so you're saying don't do that. Cross that off the list. I wouldn't do that. A friend suggested we leave a note in the mailbox asking him to please deliver the packages, which is also that's more of an aggressive approach. He ain't reading that, and he doesn't care. Okay, cross that off. Number the, the next one I've got here is leave him a note. I say leave him a note because I'll never run into him personally because he doesn't come to my front door, and we can't see the mailbox from our house. Leave him a note with my phone number asking him to call me. If he's got a package, I'll come down and meet him at my mailbox. Maybe I'll be home. He ain't waiting. He's got stuff to do. Okay, so cross that off. Mm-hmm. Talk to his boss. Complain. Oh, then he's going to drop kick the package up to your front That's door. That's what I think, too. Cross that off. Yes. Just deal with it. That's the best of the options that you have written down. Okay, but the best option you think of all is get a package receptacle and yeah. tell him, put it in there. Get the I mean, I bet you could go on Amazon and, and type in giant mailbox, like biggest mailbox in the world, and you could probably find something. You're probably right. And if not, the, the, if that doesn't work, if they won't do that, then I would go to the post office and say, can you please hold all packages that are that are too big to that that's anything other than mail? Can you hold it here and we'll just stop by every few days when we know we got something and pick it up? I could do that, too. But I yeah. sh- it just makes me mad because I shouldn't have to do that. He used to bring them up here in the winter, and now he doesn't. Well, it's probably he didn't have to do it before mm-hmm. because they're probably more concerned about what if he drives into your house or what if he has an accident on your property and, you know, he, what if he, you know, has a wreck and dies or runs over somebody or hits an animal or something, you know, hit, runs over a cat or a dog somebody has. They probably leave it to the discretion of the postal carrier. Uh, I'm sure to, they do. To determine, oh, this is too dangerous for me to go up so or, or to come back down. So they're probably going to, his boss is probably going to side with him and go, well, he's determined that, that it's too too risky and too much of at risk because people are terrified of being sued uh, yeah. nowadays. Yeah, I'm sure you're right. It is their discretion, but at least leave me the slip so I know you tried. Yeah, that, and I know that there's, is, that's, if, that's very strange. If I don't have an Amazon package, I'm not going to know usually that they tried to deliver it. Right. Because the I other, would, like, what if friends or family send me something? I don't know. Yeah. How often do you go by the post office? I mean, is it like, it's out I'm of assuming the way. this town is like, you know, four blocks and it's like, you know, everything's. <laughs> no. This town is 15,000 people or so. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, it's 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 not. It's like huge. my neighborhood. That's like yeah. the size of my neighborhood. Okay. <laughs> so, no, no, it's it's, it's out all of relative. the way. It's out of the way, but I do go. Oh, okay. It's next to the YMCA, so you know I I'm at the YMCA several times a week for sure. So I can oh, do it. It's just a pain yeah. in the rear. Yeah, I understand that. I hate going places that I don't want to go. So um, especially this time of year, I hate going places that I want to go. But anyway. This time of year at the USPS, not my favorite thing to do in the world. In fact, it might be my least favorite. The lines are crazy, and it's a long wait. You have to wait in line to pick up a package? Yes. <sighs> Ain't no way I'm doing that. I know. It's it's only two tellers, and nobody says, anybody here to pick up a package? Jump to the front of the line. No, I've had that happen in other post offices, but not this one. I would go and talk to Pearl and say, what can we do about this? Help, help, help assist out, Pearl. Yeah. Can you just, can, if I buy like a large, like the, a large storage container, can, can I have them just put the packages in there? Um, can you hold everything here, you know, and once a week I'll come by and pick it up or I, I don't know. That I'm seems, sure they'll say, well, that's too difficult. Oh yeah. We're not going to just look for your address and hold your packages. Who are you? Who do you think you are? <laughs> if I wanted to go out to a place to pick up something, I would go to the store and buy it. The reason I buy online is so I don't have to go anywhere to get it. Right. And that they'll take it to, they'll deliver it to your house. Yes. Not the post office. But anyway, it's only. They just leave mine like on, they just leave mine like in various random places around my house. So. Well, but at least they go to your house. Well, I don't have a driveway that's a mile long up a, you know, hill like in, like where the Grinch lives at the top of that. Movie, yeah, it's you know? not that long. I mean, okay. but it is kind of long. It's uphill. And it and it makes a sharp curve halfway up up the hill. It's well, about 200, 300 feet. Maybe don't live on a perilous mountain, yeah. you know, pass, and then you wouldn't have this problem. It's really not a problem besides this time of year because we order so many packages. Yeah. It, and you guys go up and down it, right? You don't, like, park at the bottom and walk down to the hill, right? No, we do it. But like yeah. I said, we've got vehicles that can handle it. You would think that in Minnesota, the post office would have – good vehicles for driving in the snow because in their motto through rain, sleet, snow. Yes. Except if you live on a, on a driveway that goes uphill. Yeah. Except if it's in- inconvenient for us, yeah, you're out of luck. Exactly. Well, not only the post office in Minnesota, it always makes me scratch my head when I see that most people don't drive four wheel drives in this, in this part of the country. Yeah, that seems crazy to me. I have a four wheel drive vehicle here that I that I drove, you know, when last Friday. And yeah, Saturday you probably when it needed here. it. Not really. The roads never even really froze. That's up. right, with an inch. Yeah, it was totally fine. Um, we could have had the show. What the reason we ended up canceling the show was because other everybody else I was talking to that said they were going was like, well, we can't get out. It's and it they did, had predicted that it was going to be like really bad. And the governor came out and said, please do not go out tonight unless you absolutely have to. And it's emergency or you're wor- you have to go to work and it, they're not canceled. Everything they canceled the state um, high school football championship games they had that Friday night and that Saturday. So. Oh my gosh. That meant they thought it was going to be real bad because when in the south or in the you know the southeast, if they cancel high school football championship state championship yeah. games, they're scared. They th- yeah. They think it they're terrified. Yeah. yeah. So that's why the club was like, uh, yeah, we probably shouldn't have this and we're like, yeah, that's fine, so. Okay. Well, reschedule. Hope, reschedule. Yeah, let us know the date of that. I do think it was January 20th that I saw. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but I'll, I'll I'll tweet it out and stuff and uh, more than a day in advance. But hey, if you're in town, 
uh, on this on today or tomorrow, then hey, you might want to come see me somewhere that I'm not going to tell you about. That's <laughs> yeah. my way of marketing my <laughs> music. <laughs> I think that's a that well, it might be on Facebook Live. <laughs> it might be. If it is, I'll send out a link. I'll tweet out a link once it's up. Because awesome. it won't be my Facebook Live, obviously. No. Because no. in order to have Facebook Live, you actually have to have Facebook. I think right? you do. I think you do. Okay. Yeah. That seems like it's a requirement as part of the name. And, Speaking and, of which, did oh. you see the former vice president or something, some high-level executive at Facebook came out this week yes, and said. Yes, did. Who used to be there came out and said the social media is ruining our people, ruining people or something like that. What did he say? Uh, basically ruining, ruining our, our culture. Yeah. 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 I, was, I was like, you go whatever yes. your name is. I was Preach. so happy to hear that. And then Sean Parker was kind of saying the same thing. Because yeah. um, he was, was like co- co-founder of Facebook. Oh, okay. I just know Zuckerberg from the movie Social Network. Well, you know that Timberlake played Sean Parker in Social Network. <laughs> I should have known you remember that name. <laughs> Absolutely. I completely forgot he was in that movie until you just said so. Yeah, yeah. See, that, that's a sign of a great actor. I don't remember him <laughs> being in that movie. <laughs> he blended into the role so well. That's right. He immersed himself. He did not. But but Sean Parker had something to do with Facebook, and he came out and said, you know, this is... We did this knowing this was going to happen, kind of, and because we're greedy, exactly. Yeah, we 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 wanted the money for it, and we wanted the fame and the attention, and we did it anyway. Even though a lot of people say, you know, they they found out they could do it, but they didn't ever consider if they should do it, and they actually considered if they should do it, and then they did it anyway when they realized this could go real bad, right? So, which is could be, which is actually it's worse. terrible. Yes, yeah. it is worse. Yeah. Um, I really, really hope Facebook goes away, but I don't see it happening. It's like the third largest corporation in America. Yeah, but it needs to go away. It needs to change. And I think in order to change it, probably, I don't think it's going to at this point. I think it's going to have to go away. It's Mm -hmm. all the social media stuff, all of it. People, I struggle with it because there's a lot of good that comes out of it. I think we tweeted about... Like it was either last week or this week where people were like, hey, retweet this or talk about this. If you've met somebody, uh, if you've gotten friends through social media and stuff like that. And that's great. The problem is that's a small percentage. I think the rest of it is you're not really friends with those people. You just see the one percent of their life that you they want you to see. And it makes it leads to, you know, comparisons and envy and jealousy. And, oh, I wish I had their life, you know, uh, and it's or. Why, why can't our, my family be like them? Or I'm not a good enough mom because I'm not doing these 400 things on Pinterest that, you know, all my exactly. other friends seem to be yeah. liking. Or on Instagram, why can't I do this, blah, blah, blah. And it, it just leads to the wrong – we've talked about this before. Right. It's the Facebook depression or sadness yeah. or whatever they called it. Yeah. It's yeah. it's debilitating to and some And it's people. not just and Facebook. You're right. It's not just Facebook. But Facebook is way up there, Well, it's there, the biggest one. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's the one I think where – I think more people lie on Facebook than they do anywhere else or not lie, but they kind of obfuscate what's really going on and only present like the top surface level of their life Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. on Facebook because on Instagram, there's only so much you can do. And on Twitter, I mean, even though now it's 280 characters, it's Twitter seems to be more an information and political arguing and, um, what we use it for, which is, you know, hey, here's here's a new episode or we go back and right. forth and have discussions that normally before we would have had like in a forum on like a website where everybody can see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Facebook is 
here's my life. And it's presented as here's my entire life or here's the scope. Here's a good wide stretch of my life. And it's not. It is very shallow. Yeah, there's no character limit either. People can, you know, write an entire essay if they want. Man, I have have never once in my life regretted my decision to never set up a Facebook account. Yeah, well, good. I'm glad. I'm happy for you. Amen. Amen. And if anybody else listening has any ideas about this (laughs) post office thing, uh, I think your post your idea of putting a big receptacle is a good one. I just don't know if it's if he'll do it if it's legal. So giant package receptacle. Just search that on Amazon and see what you get. Yeah, and on that note, uh, maybe <laughs> maybe we should move on. Yes, move on indeed. We hope you've enjoyed the week in review, and we'll continue listening after that. Up next is a segment that we call. I've actually forgotten what the next segment coming up is. So, how about I go to Amazon and type in giant package receptacle and see what comes up. And the first item is a Triplight 12 outlet surge protector power strip for some reason. The question is, how many total watts can it handle? The answer, this is probably not the answer you're looking for. I'm going to stop right there and say, if you know going in, it's probably not the answer the person is looking for, then don't respond. The answer continues, sorry, I wish I could answer this by going on the internet, but AT&T seems unable to keep it working for more than a couple of days at a time. So really, you're not answering their question at all, you're just complaining about your internet service provider. But even more importantly, how are you on the internet typing in this answer if your internet is not working? This makes no sense. And by the way, good luck to everyone out there who wants to repeal net neutrality and put the internet in the hands of giant corporations. Yeah, that's going to work out. And now we'll move on to our next segment. Whatever that might happen to be, because I literally cannot remember. And speaking of pronunciations, we got some. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I just assumed that since (laughs) we wouldn't do in this segment if didn't yeah exactly right yeah okay so good to know though the first one i've heard this twice three times maybe now on kornheiser's show and mm-hmm. you know Jeannie mcmanus we love Jeannie mcmanus but she yes. said this word in a way that i had never heard it pronounced before and i wondered wondered if you if you'd heard it this way or if you say it okay. this way so here's the word i will spell it c l i m a T-E. Clemente. <laughs> Robert, climate. Roberto? Yeah. <laughs> climate. Yes, climate. Mm-hmm. Well, she says climate. Hmm, now that one I haven't heard. No, I'd never heard it before. In this climate, she'd say. Hmm. Where is she from? Is she from Virginia? I, no, area? I think she's from D.C. Oh, well, I mean, that's to me, that's Virginia. Um, yeah. Or Maryland. 
yeah, it's it's all those states are the same right there. Just <laughs> they should just make DC part of one of those states in or Delaware and just get on with life. Um, uh, yeah, I haven't heard that one. That's like if she would say climate change, she would say climate yes. change. Yeah, that seems like uh, clunky in the middle there when you're like adding another word after it. Yeah. And that's kind of what I feel about the next word, although I think the next word is probably more, you've probably heard this more commonly. Okay. Um, V-E-R-S-A-T-I-L-E. Maybe it's because I'm so versatile. Yeah, that's how you say it? Versatile? Yeah. Okay. Or versatile, either way. So I say versatile. But mm-hmm. I, um, I, uh, the same way that climate is clunky, versatile. Versatile. Yeah, I said. I said that's a line from a Beastie Boy. That's from Intergalactic Beastie Boy song. Is it versatile? Yeah. Because they're rhyming it. They're rhyming it with guile, so they say versatile. Well, that makes sense. But I heard. Yeah. Um, God, I can't remember where I heard this, but somebody was saying it and said it a couple times in a row. Uh, or not in a row, but in, in a sentence. Versatile. And I thought, mm-hmm. hmm, I think I say versatile. I would say versatile in an actual sentence. Yes. Yeah. So versatile or versatile is not as. Um, strange or rare to you as climate oh no other than genie i've never heard anybody say climate yeah me either it would to me it would be more like climate yes like primate she just drops the e Hmm. is dropping an e a delaware maryland virginia dc thing i don't know but we have some people that listen to this show sometimes that are from that area maybe they'll let us know there we go the the third word i've heard several i've heard several times pronounced a way that I don't do it. And I think you're one of those people. So let's see what you say when I say this. Okay. A-P-R-I-C-O-T. I like eating apples and apricots. Okay. Well, then you didn't say it. You have said it apricot before. I know. I, I go back and forth. I tried to use it in a sentence with so I wouldn't think about it. And you said but I think apricot. saying I think saying apples first made me say apricot. Yeah. I would probably say it kind of depends with this one on the sound that comes before it. Does that make sense? Because I said apples, apricot. Yes, that makes like sense. Like if I'd have said I like bananas and apricots. Nah, that doesn't sound right either. See, I don't, I don't know. I, I always say apricot, apricot, not apricot, <laughs> apricot, <laughs> apricotabra. But I've never heard. Uh, I've never. I've heard apricot, but I've never said it. That's not one where I, that I interchange. Yeah. And well, a lo- I mean, apricot, apricot. You would say apricot or you would say apricot? Apricot. Well, it's not an app like chimps grow up to be apps, right? Yeah, but there's no A-P-E in there like ape. Well, you never know. They had to cut it off to get that R-I-C-O-T on there. That's very true. You're so right. So so it's either an ape or an app. But app is, I mean, application. I mean, yeah, not ape. What I used to call, you know, executables or executable, however you want to pronounce that one. Uh, you ever heard that one? Uh, no. It's like, if you'd like to run this program, just run the ex- executable. Is that? Instead of executable. Execu- well, I guess I could see that too. I've, I thought that was weird when I heard somebody say executable instead of executable. Well, that's the same thing. Was it Bill Simmons that said the word? Uh, what, is, what was the word that he said that I? Oh, it's one of thousands of yeah. him that he <laughs> mispronounces or pronounces a different way than I would. And he he's the one that comes out and admits he's terrible at 
pronouncing stuff. Oh, I remember what it was. Subsequent instead of subsequent. Yeah. I heard one uh, recently from somebody on another podcast. Now now that you brought that up, I remember. Um, If, do you know what it means, what it is? Like, I'm see if I can describe it. When you take like a bottle, like and fill it with gasoline and put like a rag in it and light it and throw it in it like an explode. When it bottle shatters, like sort of like a grenade, you throw it. And it shatters and it starts a fire. Do you know what that's called? Uh, um, it starts with an M, like cocktail, blank oh, cocktail. Oh, Molotov. Yes, Molotov. That's how I would pronounce it. Uh huh. I heard somebody a few weeks ago say Molotov. <laughs> that's like a Molotov cocktail. And I'm like on the podcast and I can't go. And I'm, I'm going, what? What? I mean, like they can hear me. Yeah, right. Um, well, but that's- the other people in the podcast went. Wait a minute. What did you say? Oh, they <laughs> so did. So I, they called them on it. Yeah, they called it out. Well, see, that's Malata. like Chuck Todd saying potpourri for potpourri. That yes. one was like a, you know, a wow for me. Yeah. But along the same lines as apricot or apricot, mm-hmm. how about A-P-T-L-Y? A-P-T, uh, aptly? Aptly. Uh-huh. Well, I heard Bob Costas several months ago now on TV say, aptly, no T in all, at all, aptly. Did he mean like as, <laughs> as an ape. you know, like as an ape would do it? No, <laughs> no, he didn't. And I had to think about what word he was actually trying to say there. Yeah, I'm not sure I would have got that one. It took me a while, but I've, I'm like, oh, is he trying to say aptly? I think we had somebody call me out recently, right? Yeah, on our well, podcast. that's the next one on the list. Oh, okay. it was, uh, you know, the new hope of Cunningham's Mr. James Cunningham mm-hmm. did not like the way that you pronounced or he said that we pronounced it maybe i did although i don't think so here's the word a f f l u e n t affluent that's how i say it affluent but he mm-hmm. said what that did he say i said affluent oh i probably just got caught up on what was before that yeah the sound if I, w- I would never say affluent yeah no but I do, I do tend to run stuff together and mumble a lot. So I say affluent, but I thought you said that you might have said affluent. Do you say affluent like affluent? Probably, yes. No, ah, yeah, affluent. 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 If I'm thinking, see, when I start thinking about this, these words, you ever get that thing where you're reading a word or you say a word so much that it loses all meaning, and you're like, is this an actual word anymore? My brain can't comprehend and compute this. Uh, yeah, that's the next word on the list was was one of my one of mine that I screwed ah, up okay. in my head. Oh, uh, before we get to that, but to go back to affluent, what James was saying, yeah. I was probably picking on and teasing my um, fancy relatives. Yeah, affluent. And I was going into my inflection, my tone of voice to say they're very affluent. <laughs> it's probably what I was doing. Yeah, you know, fancy people say affluent. Well, you got to put like the little accent in there. I'm not like fancy. Madonna going to England. Yeah, yeah, right. So I am far from fancy. So the next word is v o u c h. Vouch. Yes, vouch. But I don't that say is one it of those, yeah. that way. Oh, what do you say? I say vouch. What? Like v o u g e vouch. That sounded like you started to have a stroke or a seizure in the middle of that pronunciation. <laughs> vouch. Like, like I can't vouch for that. I don't say vouch. Yeah, you just did. It sounds the same to me. I can't vouch for that. There's a g, a g sound, not c h. Vouch. I can't 
I'm unable to discern the difference there. So in my head, I haven't spelled vouch for many years, but mm -hmm. I think I was tweeting something about it and I used the word vouch. And then when I wrote it out, it didn't look right to me because I wrote ah. V-O-U-G-E and I'm like, okay. wait a minute, is that a word? What's going on here? So you asked me, have <laughs> yep. I ever had that? Yes. And then yes. I'm like, you know what? I think this is not even right. So I looked it up and it's, vouch is not a word. Vogue, V-O-G-U-E is the closest. Speaking of mm. Madonna. Yes. But, and then I, it came to me that it was vouch. And I just don't say vouch. I say vouch. So, yeah, I almost said I can't vouch for that <laughs> i get i get that every now and then when i'm like my brain just gets this thing of a block almost of like how how do i spell this word and i can't even think and i i never used to have that before i think it's because i've gotten older mm -hmm. it happens it's starting to happen to me and speaking of that somebody sent me an email this week they were saying that they were unfamiliar with something uh-huh and they spelled it U-N-F-I-L-M-I-L-U-R-E. Unfilm Ilure. <laughs> and it just made me laugh. And I'm like, I, I could probably see myself doing that, but you know, spell check should be catching that thing. Well, yeah. So but spell That's, spell check caught caught vouch. Mm-hmm. But but un, unfamiliar un spell check might have just like thrown up its hands and went, I don't know, I give up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, you, what are you trying to say one. there, buddy? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Now speaking of I thought that was interesting though. That and you know, there are if you if you I don't know that spell check really works that much anymore. What? Because what are you talking about? Especially with texts. Or the autocorrect takes over and changes things and you don't see it. So then you press send and then you read back your text and you're like, What? What is autocorrect? I'm unfamiliar with this concept. Isn't that what it is, autocorrect? Yeah, I just turned it off. You turned so yours off. Mine is not it's off. Dead. Autocorrect is dead to me. Okay. I killed it and buried it, and it will never come back for so me then on my phone. If I receive a text or an email with, from you where there's a typo, then I should just assume that you're making the typo. Oh, yes. Okay. E ever since last year when my eyes started getting, I started getting the blurry vision thing, mm -hmm. which still is there. I mean, it's, it hadn't gotten any worse, so I kind of got used to it. But I completely cannot read... I used to be a really good proofreader and be able to, and I would read over my emails before I sent them in my text. And now I do like of instead of if and on instead of in all the time because the I and the O were real similar, close uh -huh. to each other. Yep. And so, I, oh, close to each other on the keyboard uh, is what I mean. But I so I don't I don't um, I can't see as well, and I ain't got time for that anymore. So I will send stuff now that it's like, yeah, it's you got my point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, maybe that's what happened with the person that wrote unfamiliar. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Familiar, as, yeah. as you get older, you it's like when you get older and you see old people driving and they're either just like swerving all over the place or they're just they just don't care. It's just you get to the point where you're just like, I ain't got time for this anymore. Yeah, that person knows what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You get, get the it. point. Yeah. Okay, now this last one here isn't interchangeable for me. This is a based on mood, I will pronounce it differently. Or based on okay. something. I don't know if it's mood mm -hmm. or what it is. And and this is a this is a state in our. I was going to say great country, but I'm decay a state of yeah. decay. Is that where we're at? Well, okay. that too. <laughs> okay. Uh, not the state, but the state of our country that's in decay. Never mind. Yes. Here's the word, or the state. <laughs> C O L O R A D O. 
I'm, I think I can, I think I know what you're going to say here, but how I would say it is Colorado. Yeah. Colorado. But sometimes, sometimes I say color, Colorado, 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 Colorado. Yes. Colorado. Colorado. Yeah. Have you heard that? I mean, do you say it interchangeably like that? I do. No. So you always say Colorado. No. Colorado. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm with John Denver on this. I'm not with John Denver on a lot of stuff, but I am with him on this. <laughs> okay, Rocky so. Mountain High, Colorado. He didn't say Colorado in that song, does he? I don't think so. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, no. So maybe Colorado is the Midwest way that people say it. How do people that live there say it? Well, we know some people that are moving there. We we do. We know some people that winter there. Yep, we have some friends of the podcast who could maybe uh, give us some information on that. Yeah. So we'll, we'll hold out until then. Yes. Mm-hmm. The jury is hung. Is yeah. that how they say it? Y- yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> one, of our, one of our friends who goes to Colorado is also a lawyer, so he could give us some information on that too. Yeah. I think it's more appropriate to say that <laughs> there's a hung jury, but I guess you could say the jury is hung. I guess it kind of depends. Yes. Well, that wraps up our pronunciation segment for this week. And this time, I actually remember that the next segment up is our top three Christmas and or holiday themed movies. Where you should know by now, that means we're going to name about 27 movies. But first, how about we continue with a review from the Triplight 12 Outlet Surge Protector Power Strip. Which, as a reminder, I went to Amazon and typed in giant package receptacle to get to this. Five stars. What a handsome surge protector strip. As others have reviewed, the cord is extremely long. Surge protecting is a must, so this is a no-brainer. Bottom line, why didn't I purchase this years ago? And now, Christmas movies. So it's time for our top threes. Sure. Um... And we're going to try top three Christmas movies of all time. Our top three. Okay. And there's this. There's actually a little bit of QE in this topic because it came up on Twitter this week on a different thread. Not re- I don't think it was related to speaking of tangents. Mm-hmm. And we've had this Christmas movie idea here for top threes uh, for a couple weeks now. But I don't know. It may not be much of a QE because it is the holiday season after all. So I guess it stands to reason that people will be talking about Christmas movies. Yeah, I'm just letting you roll with this one. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I figured it out. I mean, I was joking about QE, but I I always get excited about QE. And so sometimes I I, um, reach for what a QE actually is. (laughs) You said it, not me. Yeah. Oh, it's true. But do you... And during that Twitter exchange, mm-hmm. John Miller had a had a uh, he asked a question about what qualifies as a Christmas movie. Do we need to d- define what a Christmas movie is? Because John Miller uh, said, if they sing, let's see, he says, do they sing Christmas carols or is the theme of the movie around Christmas? If not, it's not a Christmas movie. Hashtag just my opinion. Or it takes place during Christmas and the elements of celebrating Christmas play a role of some sort in the movie. Yeah, I, I think it's a pretty loose de- definition. Yeah. If, 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 it, if somebody knocks on the door and the door has a wreath on it 
it's Christmas for me. Even maybe that person just never takes their decorations down. Yeah, yeah. If it's if it happens at Christmas, it's a Christmas movie to me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. First of all, this is extremely difficult for me because I really like Christmas movies. And I do not. And, the, and <laughs> it's extremely difficult for me to come up with three that I actually like. So. Okay. Well, they're I'm trying, but, still trying to do that right now. But there are great. I think there are great Christmas movies. So this is good for us because there we're are probably not, two great Christmas movies. Okay, so you have two. You you know mm-hmm. of two. Now yes. I there. First of all, there are Christmas movies, and then there are subset genres of movies within the overall Christmas. Please don't tell me this is going the Hallmark holidays. No, eight hundred days of Christmas movies. No, it's not. Direction. But I I decided to pick for my top three. An animated one, a comedy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like a drama or maybe a dramedy. I don't know what 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 they are. Uh, I don't know what they're called. You'll you'll know what I'm talking about when when I say it. Maybe. Okay. But mm-hmm. in no particular order, I'll start. I'll give you my my. So out of these three, I don't know that I'm saying this is number three and number two and then the all time, because mm-hmm. I've broken them up into different categories, which I cannot really. I can't pick. So anyway, animated. You've made this way more complicated than it should be already. Exactly. Uh, I can't even. I'll just just say the movie. All right. So animated. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. I hate that movie. It, well, an honorable mention. I have to do honorable mention. Rudolph the <laughs> Red-Nosed Reindeer. Um, is that the one where the dentist? Yeah, the T, the T, the one they yeah. always show on TV with the like puppets. It's not really animated, but it's sort of like. Yeah, it's like stop motion animation. Yeah, stop motion. That's the word I'm mm-hmm. saying. Not yeah, that that one's okay. I I could I could say that one. Um, <laughs> my favorite thing about that though, <laughs> did you see that somebody tweeted a picture, a screen cap from that movie with the little blonde haired, you know, elf Dennis boy uh-huh. and the guy with the like goatee, um, the the main like other uh, adult elf with the goatee, and they were in the same shot looking at the camera. And they put it next to a shot of Jeff's Sessions. Is that the attorney general? Yes, I did see this. And Gorka, the other guy. Yeah, I did see this. And it said, once you see this, you'll never unsee it. They both looked exactly, it was like they modeled those characters in that movie from 50 years ago around these two guys. And it was like the same pose and the same expression. Yeah, it was perfect. Jason's wife and I laughed for like 20 minutes at that. That was perfect. It was hilarious. So I, I am all in for that one. And don't you think Jeff Sessions kind of looks like just an elf on the shelf too? He's the Keebler elf. Yes, exactly. I've seen recently, and and, and, and hey, it, 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 here's the thing that bugs me in society is, and I understand why this is, but if you make fun of a woman's appearance, it's like, oh, you shouldn't do that. That's fat shaming or blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. But people make fun of dudes' appearances all the time. Yeah. All the time. So- I'm all for equal opportunity offending and making fun. Okay. So I so <laughs> I saw this tweet recently, this promoted tweet. I saw it three times until I went, I don't like this anymore. Get this out of here. And it's like a 3D animated Keebler Elf commercial like that shows up on Twitter. And it like auto was playing, was auto playing for some reason. I'm like, what? Why did they 3D animate Jeff Sessions? And I was like, oh, this oh. is a commercial. This is a promo-. I was like, this is the Keebler commercial. So I think they know what they're doing now. I haven't seen that. Oh, it's awful. But he does, to me, look like, well, I oh didn't think gosh, Keebler yes. Elf. I thought Elf on the Shelf, but they're pretty similar. He, he looks like the Keebler Elf. <laughs> I'm sure there's 100,000 meme-like pictures out there, but people have put those two together and stuff. But the, the, the Rudolph 
uh, picture of the screen cap of the because both of them. That was the thing that cracked me up because I'm like, this is this is super weird that this is this close. Yeah, both of them. They both really did. Yeah. Yes. Really did. It was funny. That was like. Uh, that that was the tweet of that that day, or maybe even the tweet of the week. Oh, yeah. See, this is why Twitter. Absolutely. We like Twitter. Those yes. types of things. Okay, so do you want to go next? Uh, sure. That was your number three, or yeah, let's just say number three. Um, I'm going to say number three for me is Lethal Weapon. Okay, Lethal Weapon. I I did not remember that being during Christmas. Yes. I think I'm going to, I think I know what you're going to say for number one. Oh, you've, absolutely. You know what I'm going to say for number one. Which, Don't give it away. I won't, which I do, you know, that one I do um, remember being around Christmas, but not Lethal Weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, is it Lethal Weapon 2, maybe? So Lethal Weapon is um, Danny Glover. Glover and uh, Mel, Gibson. Mel Gibson. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen Lethal Weapon 2. Um, I think Lethal Weapon is probably a better... I, I think... Now, now, now I'm, I'm thrown off. Let's see. I haven't seen it in, you know, 20 years. Okay. Um, I just... There's no other, like, movie... Or, like, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Have you seen that? Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? <laughs> no, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang with, like, um, Robert Downey Jr., who else is in that? I can't remember. Um, <laughs> no, I have seen Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is a good movie. I think it's the same guy. I think it's Shane Black who wrote both of them or directed both of them. I don't think I've he probably seen wrote Kiss in, Kiss wrote, Bang Bang. Yeah, it's a very much a Shane Black movie. Okay. Um, who's Robert Downey Jr.? Um, Tom Brady's old girlfriend, I think, is in that. What's her name? Monahan. Lindsay? Um, oh, Val Kilmer. No, Michelle Monaghan. Oh, okay. Uh, and Val Kilmer's in that. Yeah, I haven't so seen that. It's good. It's that's that's it's kind of like a Lethal Weapon ish style. I mean, it's a and it's, it's Christmas. A, yes, it's a it's a, you know it's a it's a crime black comedy kind of. It's I think Shane Black did most of the Lethal Weapons. Um, he did Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, and he did. Um, have you ever seen Iron Man three? No. He did that one too. He wrote and directed that. He's that's his kind of style. Is so I'm going to say my third favorite Christmas movie all time is any Shane Black Christmas movie. Okay. So I'm going to go just Shane Black on that one. Um, I have speaking of Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Have you okay. seen Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? Of course. Is that the um the Disney one? Of course. Is that the? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I, mean, I don't know. Is it Disney? I don't know who did it. Yeah, isn't it, isn't it uh, Dick Van Dyke and yes. uh, Mary Poppins? What's her name? Um, Julie, Andrews. Julie Andrews. Yeah, it's basically Mary Poppins Part Two. Or yeah. Well, you know Mary that Poppins big in an alternate universe. Do you know that big car that they all sat in, where they all look little tiny in the back of this car? Isn't that the titular car? The isn't the car the Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? Titular, the title. Oh, okay, yes. Yeah, okay. Um, you broke up isn't there that, a little Isn't bit. that the name of the car? I think so. I've sat yeah. in that car. What? Yeah. How is this possible? I don't remember where we were. I was little, and it was, I don't know if it was at a car museum, which I've been to many of those in my life, mm-hmm. um, or car show, or what it was, but 
uh, my brother and I sat in the Chitty Chitty Bang Bang car. Ah. Are you looking that up now, the Chitty Chitty Bang Bang car? <laughs> yes. I hear the keyboard I clacking. I hear the clickety yes. clack. All right. So, okay, should I move on? I just on want to make sure that's the name of the, of the car? car. Pretty sure. That's what I remember. I think it was the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's based on, it's loosely based on a novel called Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, colon, The Magical Car. Yeah. So I've sat in the magical car and I know I have a picture somewhere, but I don't think I'll be able to find that. Oh, that would be interesting. That'd be fun. Okay. Number so two. Shane Black. Oh, go pick, ahead. Pick your Shane Black Christmas movie. That's that's my number three. Okay. I think we'll, we'll have drastically different choices, I think. <laughs> yes, we will. <laughs> Number two, I have a feeling you'll also say that you hate. Um, okay. And this is under the comedy, and that is Elf. Uh, no, I don't hate that movie. And I don't techni- I don't usually like Will Ferrell movies so much where he's the lead what? guy. I mean, I like some of them. Um, I didn't really love, love the um, Ricky Bobby well, Nights. Yeah, I didn't love that one very much. The Ballad of Ricky Bobby. Yeah, that one. It was okay, but I do really like... I didn't love that either. I really like Elf. An honorable mention goes to Home Alone. Okay. I've never seen Home Alone. <laughs> well, I think you should. It's... Eh. It's, a good, it's a good time of year to watch it. I haven't seen Home Alone for probably 15 years. I don't like that kid. Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, his, the best thing he ever did was Uncle Buck. After that, he all went he went downhill. He was pretty cute in Home Alone. He was good in Uncle Buck. That was funny. Yeah, he was good in Uncle Buck. Mm-hmm. Home Alone is a classic. I like Home Alone. Um, I think I think you might you probably won't like it. Maybe your kids would. Uh, my my son has seen it. He watched it with my mom last year Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've seen like parts of it. Yeah. And I walked in a couple times when they were sitting in the room watching it and. Because, I mean, I've seen clips of it. I know what it's about. I know it's, you know, Joe Pesci and what's his face? Um, um, Daniel Stern, is that his name? Yes, I believe the, so. You know, um, the narrator of um, the TV show featuring Winnie Cooper. Yeah, Wonder Years. Yes. I think it was also in City Slickers, wasn't he? Yeah, I think they were both in City Slickers. Oh, no, that was him and Billy Crystal. Um, but so Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern, I, I always thought the majority of that movie was them, you know, getting beat up. Mm-hmm. And like an hour into the movie, I walked in and they hadn't even like shown up at the house yet. And I'm like, no, I have a very um, weird viewpoint on this movie because I thought majority of the movie was them getting, you know, hit in the face with paint cans. And it's like 10 minutes of the movie. Yeah, it's not that much. It made me want to see it even less. Yeah, because that part is the good part is one of the good parts. So it's like an hour build up to, you know, 10 minutes of funny. I think it's pretty good. Okay. Of course, I haven't seen it for 15 years. Maybe I ought to rewatch it. Mm. I haven't seen Lethal Weapon in like 15 years either. So, Or Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. I think that just came on uh, like Amazon Prime. So you should check it out if you're interested in a Christmas action movie. Okay, I will. Um, One that I can say that I would not recommend Christmas action movie is Reindeer Games. I've heard of that one. Um, who's in that? That movie is uh, Ben Affleck, uh, Charlize oh, Theron. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is it Buscemi? Steve Buscemi, I think, is in that. Um, I can't remember who else is in that. That movie. Matt Damon. Is... No. I thought Matt it was Damon's a good guess with, you know, Affleck. 
Oh, yes, always a good guess. Let me look it up real quick because it's it's a disaster. That movie is terrible. So that's not your um, number two? <laughs> oh, no. Okay, just Gosh, wanted no. to clarify. Uh, Gary Sinise, that's who it was. Not, oh, um, Gary Shemmy. Sinise. Okay. Gary Sinise, uh, Dennis Farina. Um, it's, it's really dumb. Anyway. Okay, well, I don't think I've seen it, so I don't need to waste my time with that one. No, nah, I, I would skip that one. Lethal Weapon or um, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, I would see, though. Okay. Christmas Action. I, I'm, are we on to number two for me now? Number two for you. I think you're actually going to like this one. Okay. Christmas Vacation. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. That one, you know, that's it didn't make my top three, but I think that's more of a function of me not seeing it enough to remember but i bet you if i rewatched it it might trump some of the my top three i mean well i mean elaine elaine is in that movie see i don't remember that i think she's in that movie elaine julie julie louis dreyfus i thought she was in that maybe i'm wrong i think it's the um i can't remember i'm picturing the lady but i don't remember her name blonde oh it's yeah that's beverly d'angelo she's in all of those beverly d'angelo um it's juliet lewis Oh, Juliet Lewis. Yes. Yeah, she's really good. I like Juliet Lewis in most of the stuff she's in. Yes. Um, and what's his face um, that's on The Big Bang Theory? Which one? The, Not the main guy on Big Bang Theory, but the friend. I don't know anybody's names. The one from Roseanne, the TV show? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Johnny uh, Galecki. Go, Johnny Galecki, right yeah. Here. Okay, yeah. yep. Um, Julia Louis-Dreyfus is in this movie, so I was right. She is, okay. Yes. All right, I need to get... I need to watch this one again. Yes. And it's um, Randy Quaid, of course, before he went nuts. Yes. Is this the one with grandma on top of the um, car? No, that's the first one. Okay. That's, that's the first one. They put her in the lawn chair on top of the car when she dies on the, in the station. Yeah, room. okay. And, but yeah. The, there's a Christmas tree on top of their car. Do they lose the Christmas tree? I think the beginning of that, I think the beginning of Christmas Vacation is them going to cut down a tree and they get this giant tree. And it possibly gets knocked off. I can't remember. Or no, they put it in the house and it has the squirrel in it. Okay. And the squirrel gets electrified by the, you know, it bites into the Christmas wires. Electrified. I like that word. Yes. Yeah. And um, this is, it's it's a good, it's actually my favorite vacation movie. I like it better than the first original vacation. And I like it better than European vacation, of course, Mm -hmm. and Vegas vacation. I'd probably go Christmas vacation, Vegas vacation, regular vacation. European vacation. I do not know those movies enough to rank them, which is sad. They're pretty good. They're pretty good. Uh, I mean, European vacation is terrible, but it still has some funny parts. Uh, Christmas vacation is by far my favorite, though. Yeah, that one. Um, that one I remember the most out of them, and now I'm going to want to w- watch it again. Cool. So I do agree with number two more than number near number three, Lethal Weapon. Mm-hmm. All right. Number one for me. What about me, you for number one? This one, I don't think it's it's probably a popular choice among many people. It's a movie called The Family Stone. Mm, Have you heard of it? I've heard of this, I think. So it's, um, let's this see. Is Jane Fonda? No. Um, the the uh, Diane um, Keaton. Jennifer Aniston? No. Diane Keaton and Craig T. Nelson, I think, play the mom and dad. But isn't there like another actress? Uh, Claire Danes is in it. Rachel McAdams. Let's see who else. 
I've, one of the old, one of the Wilson movie. brothers, Luke or Owen, I think Luke. Who's the dark-haired Wilson brother? Luke. Luke. Um, Dermot Mulroney is in it, and Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> I always confuse him with the other guy who has basically the same name as him too. Who's that one? Uh, what's what's his, what's the other guy's name? Say that name again, Dermot. Dermot Mul. I think it's Dermot Mulroney. And like Dylan McDermott. Oh, Dylan McDermott. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, those two guys are the same. Dermot Mulrooney is the guy from my best friend's wedding. I haven't seen that either. Yeah. Well, he's, it, it, you probably don't need to see my best friend's money, m- m- wedding, but I do really like them. That my best friend's mo- money. Why do I keep saying my best friend's money? <laughs> it's, <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I liked it. I like that movie. <laughs> But the Family Stone is a, a sweet, um, you know, family coming home for Christmas and drama. And uh, I really liked it. I, I think it's a fun little movie. And honorable oh. mention. Oh, go ahead. Michael, however you say his last name, Giacchino, mm-hmm. the composer, mm-hmm. did the music for that movie. Oh, did he? Yeah. So that, that gets a plus for me. Awesome. Now, honorable mention goes to the extremely cheesy but i love it every time i see it love actually i have never seen that movie and i will never see that movie because of how much i have heard people complain about how dumb it is it's dumb and cheesy but when you're feeling christmasy i like it it's fun i'm never feeling that kind of christmasy yeah okay this sounds like one step away from the hallmark it could have premiered on hallmark channel no there are 800 no, days of christmas no movies. it's not that bad okay um, but you know the. I'll let you do your number one before. There is a. There are movies that I know that most people pick that okay. I didn't pick, and one of them is National Lampoon. Uh, but but what's your number one? So your top three with multiple. <laughs> your top three with honorable mentions is now going to get more added onto it. No, I'm just saying these <laughs> movies I know are the ones that I probably should pick, but they're not popular for me. Okay. Well. I want to talk about. They don't even um, make my list. Love actually isn't um, Qui Gon Jinn in that movie. I don't know who Qui Gon Jinn is. Uh, particular set of skills. Liam Neeson's. Liam, yes, Liam Neeson is in there. Isn't he in yes. that movie? Okay. Yeah, I like him. Yes, he plays a different role in this movie. Then I probably wouldn't like it. Is he killing people? No, he's With not. Like cell phones and like you know. Nope. Pencils. Okay, no. then I'm not into it. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, Hugh Grant is in it. Oh, I'm definitely not into it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is that his name, Hugh Grant? Yeah. Okay. Is it is it Hugh Grant? No, Hugh. G-H <laughs> is silent. G. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. So what's your number one? Well, speaking of killing people with stuff, <laughs> not only my number one, but the all-time undisputed greatest movie, Christmas movie ever, has to be, is Die Hard. Yeah, for sure. Die Hard. No doubt. This is what came up on the Twitter exchange, and people mm-hmm. were saying it's not a it's not a Christmas movie. Should I reiterate my defense of that? Why is it a Christmas movie? You can, but somebody else, Patrick Cavey at Patrick Cavey said he kills someone with Christmas music while Christmas music is playing. That yes. alone makes it a Christmas movie. Yes, he writes. Ho, he puts the dead guy in the elevator and writes, "Ho, ho, ho!" Now I have a machine gun on his sweater in his own in the guy's blood, and the guy's got a Santa hat on. They have a Christmas party in Nakatomi Plaza Tower. That's why 
he's there in the first place. He's going to visit his estranged wife and family at Christmas time. That's why he's going to Los Angeles in the first place. That's why the people are in there. It's the reason why Hans Gruber and his terrorists are basically robbers. They're not even terrorists are trying to rob the vaults at that point in time. And I'm going to spoil this if you haven't seen Die Hard. Oh, I've seen it, but I definitely want to see it again now. I mean, give me a break. Um, It. The reason why they're robbing at that time is because there'll be less like less resistance because most people are gone for Christmas and the building is mainly yes. shut down. Mm-hmm. The first song on the soundtrack is Christmas in Hollis. Yeah, it's a Christmas movie. I'm not. It is a Christmas I'm movie. I'm not debating it. And in fact, I definitely want it. This one vaults ahead of Kiss Kiss Bang Bang to me. I'm going to watch oh, this. Yeah, this is number one. This is number yeah. one. But it you- ends with Let It Snow, Let It Snow, Let It Snow. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Christmas movie. I agree. While it's snowing as they're walking away with the blanket around them. Yeah, it's definitely a Christmas movie. It's just not what people think of when they think of, you know, cheesy Christmas movies like Love Actually and, you know, (laughs) The Family Stone. Yes. But, you know, what just popped in my head when you were talking about the Die Hard? Mm -hmm. I think another great movie, I think it's it happened during Christmas was... um, the Adventures in Babysitting. Um, is that um, Elizabeth Shue? Yeah, that's where they the Thor girl. Yeah, the Thor, the Thor hat. hat. They, go they go to Chicago and they they try yeah, to. Is it they're, Christmas. They're being chased by someone and they're in this building where their the parents are at an office Christmas party. I think as I think it's a oh. Christmas movie. Honorable mention, baby. Yes, let me let me look that up okay. because I, I trust you. You're right. Yeah, it's a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Sure. All right. Well, that might have to go ahead of, I don't know, The Grinch. Love Actually. Well, Love Actually is an honorable mention in the category of oh. drama or dramedy. So we're good. You've you've lost me. <laughs> it's just my way of finding more ways to get more movies on the list. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I appreciate the the I appreciate the work put into that. Yes, absolutely. But Die Hard, I almost I, seriously, I almost said Die Hard was number one, number two, and number three for me. I I understand. Die Hard is a fantastic movie, but you it's know, one of my favorite movies of all time. It is the number one action movie to me. It set the stage for literally everything to this day. Even I mean, this came out in like 1988, mm-hmm. and yep. it set the stage for action movies since then to today are still being made copying that, and people still pitch movies to studios and get movies greenlit by going in and saying it's Die Hard on a this, it's Die Hard on a boat, it's Die Hard on a this, and most of those are. Not very good, and they pale in comparison because there's only one original. Right. It's awesome. I'm going to see it again. If you haven't seen Die Hard, which I've, I know some people on Twitter, I think Jen and John Miller said that they hadn't seen, Jen Babish and John Miller said they hadn't seen Die Hard. Oh, boy. What are you doing? Yeah. I would say, you know, because I think you said you didn't see Home Alone. Die Hard, right. between the two, Jen, Die Hard, you got to see Die Hard. John, you got to watch Die Hard. It's. It's Hans Gruber, one of the greatest acting jobs for a villain in an action movie ever. You know, I don't think I've seen it. I saw Die Hard in the theater, and I don't think I've seen it since then. I need to see it again. Yeah, I've watched it probably once every couple of years since it came out. Yeah. And I've seen it way too much. <laughs> well, you pro- it's just like Ferris Bueller for me. You probably know all the lines. Yeah. And, and I mean, uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Yes. 
Yeah. It, it is it is that level to me of it's one of my favorite movies ever. It's not only is it one of the best movies ever, it's a movie that you can rewatch and watch and watch and watch over and over and over and over and over again, which I mean, which is the definition of rewatch. So I, that was kind of, yeah. you know, redundant <laughs> over and over. Redundant, yes. <laughs> and this one popped in my head, too. Don't forget about Gremlins, another cute little Christmas oh, movie. That is a Christmas movie. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Then he get the does he get the gremlin as a Christmas present or I the don't, mogwai? I don't remember. Again, I only saw that movie once, but I I never forget the gremlins as yeah, far as what they too. look like and, you know. Mm-hmm. You said before that you had others that you think other people would name, so that could be popular. So what, well, what are some of those? One Bonnie Burkle mentioned last week with the leg lamp is the Christmas story. Yes. And you know what? I do not know if I've actually seen the whole thing or if I've seen any bit of it. When I see the picture of the little boy, I think I've seen it, but maybe it's just because I've seen the picture of the little boy so much. Really? So I'm looking for it. I guess TBS runs a 24-hour marathon on Christmas Eve. I was going to say, you can't avoid it around, if you have cable TV, you cannot avoid it around Christmas Eve. Yeah, but I, but I, where I'm going to be, I don't. So I looked on oh. Netflix, I looked on Amazon, it's not there, but I will see this movie. And another one yeah, is... It's, it's, it's overhyped and it is like... It's kind of grown larger than life, larger than itself. You have seen but it. It's oh yes, I've seen it a bunch of times, okay. too many times. I'll, it's it's kind of like I, I got sick of it because they showed because of that twenty four hour marathon and stuff like that. They showed it so much that I'm just like I I'm tired of seeing this. But it's it's worth seeing. Okay, well I'm gonna see it anyway. No matter if you said it was worth or not, I was gonna see it. Cool. And Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street gets mentioned a lot. I've never seen that. Um, I probably, if I'd seen it, I'd probably would put it in my list because it's got Santa in it and I love Santa. Like I used to collect Santa figurines. I don't anymore because I don't want, I'm not a knickknack person, but I used to have lots of Santa stuff. I'm anti-Santa. He's so cute and jolly. I love him. Get out of here, old man. (laughs) And then of course, and I actually think, didn't Mark Stern when he was on, didn't he tell us that this was his favorite movie of all time, or did it was either this or The Godfather? Uh, it's a Wonderful Life. Yes, that was in his like top three movies. Okay, yes. yeah, I haven't. I don't think I've seen that movie. Uh, I haven't seen that either. Yeah, so those were my my movies. Mm-hmm. And just recently, I saw an article that talked about you know, one of these top movies for each state. Remember how we talked about top candies for each state, uh, Halloween candies and all that. Well, this just came out top movies for each state. And there's this map. Top Christmas movies. Yes. I'm sorry. Top Christmas movies. And Mm. Minnesota is home alone. And so is Georgia. Yes. And that was um, only an honorable mention for me. Yeah. And I wouldn't even put it close to my list. But right next door to me in Wisconsin is Elf, which was on my list. Yeah. Maybe you should move to Wisconsin or Michigan, which is also looks like Michigan's also Elf. elf. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but like any of these the stand that, out to you? Frosty the Snowman in Montana. I know. And Montana is my home state. What are they doing? Frosty the Snowman is the weakest of those animated. Absolutely. It by is. By far. It is not even worth watching. It only gets play because it tags along with Rudolph and... Um, there's two or three other ones like that. The Charlie Brown Christmas is a popular one too, yeah, and that's, good. that's a that's a one of those animated ones. But for me, you know, like I said, How the Grinch, but also I put Rudolph in the animated category, even though it's stop motion. Yeah, 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, I mean, it's stop motion animation. It is animation. Now, on the Southwest, um, California, Arizona, what else? Um, New Mexico. New Mexico. They all have Nevada. the nightmare before Christmas. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen that. It's is that bad? Tim Burtonish animated. Uh, it's okay. I've watched it. Uh-huh. It's it's another animated movie. And up in the you know the left coast northwest, um, mm-hmm. Washington State. This movie, I really think I should have seen, and I don't think I have. Scrooged. That's the Bill Murray with one. Bill Murray, yeah. Yeah, he makes it. I mean, you know what it is? It's a Christmas Carol, basically. Basically, yeah, but it's Bill yeah. Murray, so. Yeah, he's good in that movie. It's 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 not great. I mean, I'm. It's just the retelling of that story that's been told a bunch, but it's it's okay. So you don't think I necessarily need to run out and see that one? Not. Um, I wouldn't put it in my top three for sure. Okay. And I, I will say the, the other thing that stood out to me, one, uh, two other things. Christmas in Connecticut is Connecticut's favorite Christmas movie, <laughs> which makes me roll my eyes out of my head to say, I don't even think that's a good movie. I didn't even know what it was a movie. It's like from the 30s or 40s. It's old. It's like 100 years old. And I think they only picked that because people in Connecticut are, you know, narcissistic. So they picked it. <laughs> Well, I mean, people everywhere. If there was a if if there was a movie called you know home for, home home in Georgia, Georgia Christmas. I mean, Georgia would have picked that. So it's just, yep. Well, you like to see things that you can relate to and things that make you feel like home. Yes. So if it was Christmas in Minnesota, that'd probably be Minnesota's top movie, right? Because like, oh, they they said the name of our state in there. We got to pick that one. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, and the other, go ahead. Oh well, I was just saying the most popular on here seem to be Home Alone, A Christmas Carol, Christmas Vacation has quite a few, including mm-hmm. Iowa, where I'll be for Christmas. Um, Charlie Brown. Charlie Christmas Brown has Christmas a lot. has a lot. I I got a hot take on Charlie Brown Christmas. Oh, do you? What is it? Charles Schultz and Peanuts ride the coattails of Vince Guaraldi. Vince Guaraldi, the um, composer, composer, the pianist, yeah. the jazz yeah. piano player, yeah. who. Wrote Linus and Lucy. Uh huh. That is at least fifty percent of why people like Charlie Brown. That song alone. Yeah. Yes. Yep. In fact, I when, would say maybe like seventy five percent. That's what I you, think of. If you read those comics, they're not that funny. I mean, they might have been funny in the forties and fifties. Uh huh. Yeah. And if you look look at those specials, there's maybe like one or two things that make my kids laugh, but it's not that funny and it's not that good. And <laughs> to be honest, it, it's that song. Is so good, and that whole Christmas album, that is the only Christmas album that I will listen to, is the Vince Guaraldi Trio. It's well, great. I should probably it's listen awesome. to it. It's amazing. I mean, there's a couple on there where the like the Charlie Brown kids are singing, and it's they're bad. Uh-huh. But it's, you know, it's kind of endearing. But the instrumental stuff on those songs, on that, on that album, those instrumental songs on that album are incredible. The best Christmas music right there. Well, awesome. A little recommendation right in the middle of all this. Oh, I just saw this too, by the way. Um, Alabama is their favorite Christmas movie is Christmas Vacation. Uh huh. So they got two things right this week. Yes, they <laughs> way to go, Alabama. Certainly did. Definitely. <laughs> White Christmas. White Christmas. What movie is that? That's Bing Crosby. Oh, I think it's based on the. I mean, is that a take on the song? I think is yeah. I think it's more well known for the song. Song, like yeah. Than the actual I didn't movie, know that was a movie. movie. I think that's what that is. I've never seen that. Uh, Miracle on 34th Street, It's a Wonderful Life. So some of those movies I already mentioned are on here. Though 
And then there's one state that likes bad Santa and one state that likes the Santa Claus. Hmm. Is Santa Claus Tim Allen? Yes. What state is that? Idaho. We need to vote them out. Idaho. Utaho. <laughs> um, <laughs> bad Santa, I do not know what state that is. Is that? That's West Virginia. West Virginia. I liked Bad Santa, actually. I've never actually seen that. It's pretty I, it's, funny. It's Billy Bob Thornton. Yes. And, uh, Bernie Mac. Oh, yeah. I should probably watch that. It's funny. I like that. It's one of these, um, it's it's like an R-rated comedy? Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it, it's got some really funny scenes. Cool. Okay, I'll well, I think we've probably that. beat that in the ground. Go watch some Christmas <laughs> movies, people. I I got a list that I need to see, starting with Die Hard. Die Hard. That's the only thing you need to know. Okay. I should probably watch It's a Wonderful Life. I've seen, you know, three-fourths of it just, you know, it's like Wizard of Oz. I've never actually sat down and watched it. I've seen and heard, and I know so much about it that I could, you know, Yeah, you th- it's like I have seen it. I right. can have a conversation about it without seeing it. So that's why I feel like I, I don't need to see it, because it's been so much in the you know in the zeitgeist and in the in the culture for so long and I've heard about it for so long that I feel like I've absorbed it from other people and I don't actually need to watch it. Yeah, I just I I have a thing about going back to older movies. I don't want to I don't I don't know. I mean, do they hold up? I think though I think that one would probably hold up. I think it's a wonderful life, but it is very like I mean, you know the story, you know what happens, mm-hmm. you know what it's about, mm-hmm. yep. you know how it's going to end, and you've heard, it's like it's, it's like watching Citizen Kane, you know the end, and you know, and or like watching Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. I'm reaching on this one. You know now what happens at the end of Empire Strikes Back, and you're like, oh, and this, because you know, you know everything about Star Wars at this point. When that thing came out in the theaters, and it was before the internet and people didn't know what was going on. And if you didn't know that the spoiler at the end, or you didn't know what happens at the end, you weren't spoiled on it. That was like one of the most shocking twists in up until that point in movies. Right. Yeah. We have talked about that before. Definitely. So it's kind of like that. So if you go back and watching, it's a wonderful life. Now, you know, what's going to happen, you know, all about it. But back then I bet it was probably like, Oh wow, this is, this is awesome. So maybe, maybe so. I think it loses a little bit of that. I, so I would say that it probably does hold up as a movie. It doesn't hold up as an experience as great as probably it did when it came out. Sure. Originally. Yep. Well, Christmas movies. See them. Watch <laughs> them. Especially Die Hard, yes. Yeah. Okay. Do we have a guest on the show this week? Answer no or yes, it's a binary thing. Do we have a guest? Do we have a guest? Answer no or yes. Um, no. Hey there, people and or person. If you'd like to send us feedback or feeds back or feeds backs, you can reach us on Twitter at SpeakTangents. Via email at speakingoftangentspodcast at gmail.com and there's several others like a Facebook and some other nonsense. But what I really want to get to is this other review on this power strip. Five stars. It's a power strip. It works. I guess that's all that really needs to be said. So do we have any more feedback this week? This is the feedback intro that I'm saying right now to you. Yes, we do. It, and actually, it's a heavy feedback day, so Uh-oh. so buckle up. Um, hold on, hold on. You got, you got to give me a chance to buckle okay. up. Okay. Okay. 
Are you, are you in? All right. Yep. So we'll start with Twitter and Smitty Scoop, at Smitty Scoop, um, who makes this comment to Anita from Alaska regarding Anita's stance on butterscotch crimpets um, that we talked about a little bit last week with Bonnie. Um, Is this where we're at right now where we're passing? Yes, yes. We're reading Twitter messages to other people. It's like the... uh, it's like this the Gretchen Wu. Wu. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anita, you nailed it. Butterscotch crimpets are the best. I'm going to have to bring a box or two with me to Jingle Fest. So that that's that's why right there we're talking. If you're going to bring treats to Jingle Fest, I'm going to try them at least. Yeah. I I agree. Although I don't know butterscotch crimpets. But that I, I don't know what the word crimpet means. Some what is a crimpet? some fancy term for a Fancy looking cookie, probably. Uh, oh, why don't they just say cookies? I'm in on cookies. I'll, say, I'll why try just about fancy? anything in a cookie. Oh, well. Well, then when we had... A, That's strike two right there yeah. against them. They're, they're just trying to be affluent. <laughs> okay, well, I'm not, so... And then Anita from Alaska at Safety AK said to Bonnie, after Bonnie <laughs> said she did not like... She wasn't going to try the butterscotch crimpets. She said, and Bonnie Burko dissed butterscotch crimpets. Come on, man. And Bonnie said, butterscotch doesn't hold a candle to anything chocolate, sister. I agree. And I agree. So, but speaking of Bonnie, we got a lot, got quite a few feed, feedbacks about her appearance. Cool. And, of course, we, we start with Bonnie Gets It Done Herself, who replied to our tweet where we announced, you know, we have a guest in this episode. Bonnie Burko, at Bonnie Burko, you both were wonderful hosts. Thank you for having me. It was great fun. I hope I am worthy. Uh, yes, I think it's safe <laughs> to say she's worthy, don't you, Jason? Yes. Yes, I'm just, I'm just thankful that she decided to come on and talk with us for a while. Yeah, it was great. Yes. So. Um, some people who gave us feedbacks on Bonnie get mm-hmm. Sam on Twitter. I don't think we've heard from get Sam on Twitter. Okay. Get Sam on Twitter. T T W T R. This interview is hashtag all the way up. Nice. <laughs> Which I'm pretty that's sure thing, that's right? the reference to that song. I'm all the way up that Tony Tony's obsessed with right now. He keeps singing it. I think it's by, is it by Fat Joe? I'm all the way up. I'm all the way up. Nothing can stop me. I'm all the way up. Well, Tony says that all the time. So yeah, I haven't, I know what you're saying. I haven't heard that song though. Yeah, It's on the, yeah, I've heard it only on ESPN commercials for like NBA games, I think. Yeah. Um, and then John Fitzpatrick at Fitz John P says, how much more great could Bonnie Burko, the rock and tour be? None, none, none more, more great. great. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, Absolutely. Now, Lewis Nosey at the Lewis Nosey says, wow, absolutely great interview on Speaking of Tangents by Jason and KJ. Absolutely great stories by Bonnie Burkle. We all knew Bonnie was a super awesome person and talented, but the breadth of her resume, amazing. Yes. And for my part on that, I just stood here and listened. So, <laughs> Yeah, I know. I mean, I didn't do anything. It was all Bonnie. She has a she has an amazing resume that we didn't even know about. Yes, it's great. And Brad Weiss at one Brad Weiss says, "My God, you're entertaining. Normal? Well, who needs normal? Wish there, there was improv less than an hour from here." Because I think Bonnie <laughs> also tweeted to us 
um, thanks for making her seem more normal. So I think he was responding to that. Cool. And then Jed Babish at JBab Sports Chick quoted our tweet, and and she also shared our post on Facebook. So th- thank you very much, Jen Babish. Yes. Um, go. You know, you can do that every week if you're so inclined. Uh, anyway, <laughs> here's what she had to say on on Twitter. One of the funniest podcasts I've heard in a while. Bonnie Burkle was so much fun. Great episode, Jason KJ. This is a must listen for any fans of this show. Stinks and PTI. Awesome. Very cool. Thank you very much. And lastly, on the top on the topic of Miss Bonnie Burko, Bonnie gets it done. Uh, she tweeted out a picture of TK with Anna Kendrick at the White House Correspondents Dinner. Nice. Like we we talked about with her last week. Did you see this picture? I she, did not she didn't see that tag. One. I that speaking one. of tangents or anything, she just tweeted it. Um, but I'm thinking that you know that her conversation with us about it is what sparked her to find the photo and tweet it out. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Anthony. Anthony Lorenzo replied to her and said this, Anthony, Anthony Lorenzo at Ballpark Nerd. I think I'd get along with Anthony Lorenzo. I think so. Exhibit A in the case of TK versus AK. Great interview on Speaking of Tangents. Very cool. And so I tweeted her and said, well, are we going to get the Larry David photo next? <laughs> I saw, I, I missed that. I, she did tweet the- being sick and me being sick and my wife being sick of the last- Three, it seems like the last month I've been just like sort of halfway on Twitter uh, now and then. A household of sickness in the Fuse, fuse yeah. house. That's no fun. Mm-mm. And there are definitely more people on Twitter and Facebook. And, and Facebook. Facebook. Facebook um, raving about Bonnie's appearance. So thanks to everyone yeah, she for, was great. for sharing. Yes, she was. And like I said in the, in the episode, <laughs> the thing that made me laugh the most were the stories that she told us when we weren't recording. I know. We got to have great. her back. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Um, so moving on from that, last week Sean Morrissey tweeted uh, this to us, and mm-hmm. and it, it made me laugh. Uh, so thank you for that, Sean. He he tweeted at Sean underscore Morrissey. He tweeted in the car for three hours today. Speaking of tangents, is the perfect highway companion. As I shouted at slow pokes in the left lane and ass monkeys not getting over for the on ramp mergers. <laughs> <laughs> and then he. <laughs> He, he, that was after you you talked about your top three top uh, three uh, road rage situations, yes, and yes. he included a GIF of um, I think it's from Mad Max, Mad Max, yes, or Mad Max Mad movie, Max. and some mm-hmm. dude in the car that I I don't know I don't know who it is, but it was made me laugh anyway. Yeah, that's the new. It's from the latest one with um, what's his face and Charlize Theron. Yeah. But who was the guy driving? I don't I don't know who that was. It's like the main bad guy in the movie. Oh, okay. Well, he definitely looked like a bad guy. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so now we have some clarifications from last week's show. Okay. And the first two here were about the coffee cabinet. Remember that? You and I were like, well, is it a cabinet where he puts his coffee? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. This one was a wow for me. So I, we got two, two um, responses on this. A little Boston dork at Eric Londrigan. He says, it's yet another New England thing. The cabinet hmm. is the beverage. What? They call the cabinet the beverage. So I'll go, I'll tell you, Bruce Masterson at Bruce J. Masterson says, you guys need a Rhode Island translator. Yeah, we do. I've never heard of this. Uh-uh. So here's what he said. Hashtag coffee cabinet. Cabinet equals a milkshake with ice cream in Rhode Island. Do they just make up? 
and just take words that mean other things and just make up their own meanings for them in New England? Is that, is that where uh, we're that's at? That's kind of getting. And then, I've, I've actually never heard of this one. To be honest. I I'm, haven't. I'm I was shocked when I read this. Yeah. And then he said a frappe or frap, frappe is in Massachusetts is a milkshake with ice cream. So milkshake with ice cream in Rhode Island is a cabinet, but in Massachusetts, it's called a frappe. Wow. And then a milkshake is flavored milk, no ice cream. What? what? How so can if I a went milkshake... to Rhode Island and ordered a milkshake, I would just get milk with some sort of like, flavor in it. in it? Yeah. Get out of here. How can a milkshake not have ice cream in it? And where, where's a malt? What's a malt? Hmm. I, a malt to me is ice cream and um, like some other sort of thing, some other beverage in addition to the milk. Well, there's so you have ice cream, milk, and then there's like uh, like Coke or something in there, or like root beer. No. Yeah. A malt is a. They usually put some powder in there to thicken it up. What? Yeah, it's like malt. It's like a protein malt, shake. Malted milk. Pour the powder in. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, I like malts better than milkshakes, but now I can't tell you the difference. I think it's a, I got to do with say. powder. Okay, so Matt- so wait a minute. Did they say like I'm going to the cabinet? I'm going to the liquor cabinet to get me a scotch cabinet. No. Do they like? Well, I guess you could add scotch to a milkshake. I'm sure that wouldn't be too bad. But I thought cabinet was the beverage signifier that yes, it's a beverage. Yes. So yeah. So they. I'm going the- to the cabinet to get me a cabinet. Yeah. The member it. of the president's cabinet wants a cabinet, so go to the cabinet and get him a cabinet for the cabinet member. <laughs> exactly. Clear as much. I would like to solve the puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? Corno Curo, Curo cabinet. cabinet. <laughs> yeah. What in the world? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't get it. I was shocked. I really have never heard of that. No, yeah. I haven't either. Well, Rhode Island is one of the, the few states out of three that I've never been to in the United States, so... Um, I guess I need to go there now that I know this to just impress them with my knowledge yes. of I'll take a cabinet, Rhode Island, please. you know, eccentricities. Yeah. If I yeah, if I ask for a cabinet, they direct me to the nearest Lowe's. Yeah, I'm wondering if that's just universally known in Rhode Island. That's cool. I'm sure it is. So thank you, gentlemen, for Absolutely educating us. That's information for life right there. Yeah, it is. Uh Matthew Vogel at Vogel Matt. If you live in Rhode Island. Yeah, information or Massachusetts with the frappe thing. Yeah, well, I I kind I could kind of guess at that. I mean, a frappe, and I, I know that's a frappe, as I would say it. You know, because I'm fancy French. Yeah, yeah, frappe. Um, I could understand and and you know get that that's a beverage, something that you drink. Cabinet n- never. Right. That good point. Yep. That never would have occurred to me. No, it didn't. I thought it was a ca- an actual cabinet where he keeps his yeah. drinks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Matthew Vogel at Vogel Matt said, I'm pretty sure that KJ not knowing about fidget spinners is a function of having no kids and not of living in the middle of nowhere. I'm sure I only know about eh. them because my nine-year-old. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate I that. I don't see how you could avoid knowing about these things. Well, I asked the Hall of Famer and yeah, uh, it's just me that d- didn't. <laughs> the Hall of Famer is a teacher though. So, I mean, uh, yeah, that's a given. exactly. But I Googled these things, and I think I tweeted this too. I Googled them, and I've seen them. I just didn't know they had a term fidget spinner. This would have been good for me as a child, as I was a terrible fidgeter of my mom's centerpieces on the Mm -hmm. table. 
Okay, remember last week we, or two weeks ago now? I don't remember. We were talking about the town of Between Georgia. I love that you said, do you remember? Oh, I don't remember. No, I don't remember. <laughs> Maybe two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. I remember. I don't remember. It's some, At time some point ago. in the past. Yeah. Yes. You talked about the town between Georgia, and then I mentioned other towns, I think, like Hell, and I couldn't remember where Hell was, and Embarrass, Minnesota. Yes. Well, we have a clarification from Kim Wilson at Kim Wills 33. It's Hell, Michigan. Ah. Yeah, she said she had several friends that lived there. It's about 20 miles outside of Ann Arbor, so I've probably driven right past it. I think I've probably been near there, too. Because I knew it was somewhere I'd been or seen before. Mm -hmm. So thank you for clearing that up, Kim. And then, along the same lines, young Statman at Luke yeah. Overby, he tweeted us, well, I'll just read it. Apropos of between Georgia, here are my top 10 list of town names in the USA. Okay. Number 10, why not North Carolina? Uh-huh. Number nine, waterproof Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> Number eight, Los Banos, California. <laughs> Number seven, nothing Arizona. Number six, Forney, Texas, home of yep. the Jackrabbits. <laughs> Number five, Mock City, Washington. Number four, OK, Oklahoma. Number three, I'm Alone, Wisconsin. Number two, Hell, Michigan. <laughs> and number one, North South Carolina. That's, that's a good one. That is a good one. That's a good one. And then he said, in true Buffalo Alice style, Ignoring my own made-up limit of 10, here are the honorable Well, of mentions. course. I mean, yeah. that's what we do here. And then he listed a bunch of uh, honorable mentions, including Unalaska, Alaska. Nice. PP, Ohio. That's that's unfortunate. Spread Eagle, Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Intercourse, Pennsylvania. Embarrass, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Tightwad, Missouri. Kickapoo, Kansas. <laughs> so... Thank you, Stat Young Man. Yes. And I think uh, other people had tweeted additional ones to oh, add yes. to that if you they, want to follow that chain and get in on that. They definitely um, did. Yep. Yes, like um Knoblick. Yeah, Knoblick. Um and What was the state park is... you tweeted? <laughs> bone Lick. Big Bone Big Bone Lick, Kentucky. Yeah, Big Bone Lick. Oh my goodness. They should have thought about that. Yeah, they should have. I mean, hey. Only people with minds in their in the gutter would go there on these things. <laughs> okay, Sarah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, what's a podcast without at least mentioning some food? Food. Mike from Burke, Virginia has taken care of that for us. Although I'm not sure what he mentions qualifies as food in the true sense of the word, but that's okay. Okay. <laughs> Mike from Burke, Virginia at Burke, A-N-B-E-E-R. He retweeted a gal named Kayla's tweet. That, and then Mike said, this seems right up your alley. And what it was was a picture of ice cream twinkie hostess cupcake and snowballs ice cream no no it's this just absolutely unacceptable twinkie ice cream does not mm -mm. and and we tweeted as much in response to you know mike's tweet this is i don't know gross or whatever and he said i think you'd at least review it only to wax amusing about how dreadful it is what's a (laughs) podcast for that, that's a good question, especially related to our podcast. And I responded to him that I went ahead and took the bullet for the mystery Oreos. So maybe, Jason, it's your turn to try this stuff. Uh, no, but I do have an update on the mystery Oreos. Yeah. What, what's the update? Well, you told me 
that yes. they released the flavor. Is that correct? They did release the flavor. And okay. um, this has not been fact checked. So that young man might have to get on this because I'm not going to look it up. Okay. But what yeah. you're telling me is they released the flavor and the flavor was? Fruity Pebbles cereal. So let's go to the tape, as they say. <laughs> so the my guess is Fruity Pebbles cereal. Really? And, yes. And the only... The only other choice that I thought, well, maybe Oreo doesn't, maybe Oreo and whoever owns Fruity Pebbles, I, they're not the same company. So I thought, well, why would they, why would they do that then? So maybe I looked up other cereals that might be similar. Fruit Loops matches the description, but I still think it's Fruity Pebbles. So I think that maybe it's possible that Oreo um, partnered with this company. I can't remember who it is. Let's just say it's Kellogg's. That's probably General to, Mills or Kellogg's. To yeah. put this out there. To, so they benefit wow. both of each other. Hashtag marketing. But yeah, it's I'm synergy. quite certain it's Fruity Pebbles. Or yeah. I would be. I think I could be considered right if I said Fruit Loops. Well, It's one me, of those all, two flavors. Yeah. Oh, wow. All, yeah, I will give you either. If it's either of those, you, you win. You get, you get the correct answer. Okay. But the, here's the thing. You put that stuff in milk, like sugary cereal and milk tastes awful. So this must taste like garbage. It, it's not very good. And then what I was finding, which I've never found when I eat Oreos, is I must have gotten some sort of heartburn because I was belching up. And this is wonderful <laughs> information for everyone to hear. But I was belching up Fruit Loops or Fruity Pebble flavor for hours after eating these things. <laughs> That's miserable. Yes. That's awful. And, but then I kept I eating them. Oh, wow. You, then you did that to your own self. Yeah, it's my, it's my own fault. Boom! I believe I you, had that. And even though I haven't looked this up, I will say that that clip, that's 100% true. We recorded that way back when, a, a month or a month and a half, whenever it was, yeah, the, that we talked about that as part of the podcast. When I, so, I think when we had Liz Clark on was when we recorded that. Yeah. So yeah. you are absolutely right. Yeah, but you know. You had it, that. Not many. It sounds like lots of people got it. And when I, I mean. <laughs> that's the downside of this. I can't <laughs> be like that. Like everybody guessed it. I know. I can't be I can't be that good of a taste tester. I'd probably have some sort of career in that, but mm -hmm. I knew it immediately, yep. or at least I had a pretty good idea. So anyway, but I do feel pretty good about getting it, yeah. and I did end up entering, but I haven't heard that I won yet. Well, it sounds like about everybody who entered got it right, or they guessed guessed it. So uh, did I'm, they? I'm going to say probably that's um. That's a long shot on. Yeah, I think hearing so. Back on that, yeah. and but I think Jen Babish tweeted a long time ago what her guess was, and it was Airheads. Yes. So not everybody got it, or Airheads mystery flavor was her guess. Yes. Which cracks me up. <laughs> which, <laughs> if I was running the contest and I was putting a mystery flavor in, I would put in another mystery flavor yes, as the mystery absolutely. flavor. Absolutely. Then so not many yes. people would get it. Mm -mm. And then Brad Weiss tweeted us about. Mrs. Freshly's, and I had never heard of Mrs. Freshly's, <laughs> no. and it was basically knockoff Little Debbie's or knockoff Hostess or knockoff Drake's. I mean, did the Twinkies Debbie, were called Dreamies. <laughs> did Little Debbie, our our young girl, Little Debbie, grow up, get married to Mr. Freshly? Mr. Is that Freshly. What yeah. But Brad had this huge box of these these treats. So no, I haven't heard of Mr. Mrs. Freshly's, but I'd eat one. Yeah. Well, if she made it to Mr. Freshly, we know she didn't grow up in Alabama. Hey, hey. <laughs> ba bum bum. 
And now we have to do a follow-up on the peanut discussion. Yes, we do. Um, what are we talking about? Well, the peanut discussion. Oh, in the shell, out of the yeah. shell, boiled. So, yeah, 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 yeah. First of all, Jenny Robbins at Robbins underscore Jenny sent us a picture of boiled peanuts along with this tweet that she said, boiled mm-hmm. peanuts are filled with salty water, which is why I compared them to pre-chewed. I guess kind of how KJ eats roasted ones. I do that too. Salt is yummy. Mm. I agree. But the pic was basically the picture, a picture of peanuts in the shell, not shelled peanuts, mm-hmm. in a crock pot, sitting in what, you know, I don't know. I guess it's salt water. Yeah. Brine. Salt water. Brine. Yeah. I don't, mm-hmm. I've never had boiling peanuts. Boiled peanuts. I just open the jar and eat the peanuts. I don't know. i yeah, you, maybe maybe I'm just too simple. But when we were that peanut discussion last week, we got sort of sidetracked. Oh, we, really? We started talking about boiled peanuts and comparing. No, no, we wouldn't get sidetracked on some nonsense. No. And, you know, we started with boiled peanuts, started talking about pre-chewed, you know, comparing them with pre-chewed food, pre-chewed which is food. which was Jenny's original point. Mm-hmm. But. I still don't understand how they compare to pre-chewed food. Is it because they they are soft and mushy and warm? I'm guessing yes. Okay. Well, on based on our that discussion and other discussions, because in saliva a little bit salty. I don't know. I think most bodily fluids are salty because your body is made up of basically water and salt. The pH is more salty in saliva, is what you're saying. Basic or acidic? I don't know. I don't know either. Sure. But is it, what do you, what would you say with this name? Is it Simon Copeland or Simeon Copeland? Uh, Simeon is how I would pronounce it. Okay. And and I guess when I've read it to myself, it's Simon, but now that I'm actually reading it, it's Simeon. Mm -hmm. So Simeon Copeland at the schmooze. (laughs) (laughs) And I get the, the last name wrong. Yes. That one is no doubt. Uh, KJ and Jason, that peanut discussion was, uh, nuts. <laughs> yeah, maybe last. Somebody sucking the good off a boiled <laughs> peanut and putting it back in the bowl is punishable by law. Agreed. E- yeah, agreed. Um, which I don't think we, none of us advocated for that and Jenny didn't either. Oh no, I was saying I've heard of people doing that before yeah. and it is disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. That would be that would be pre-chewed like pre-chewed food to me. That's what I thought Judy was talking about. I think I think that I think that was what what she was talking about. Um, but I I guess I thought you were referring to the kind of peanuts that I eat, the peanuts in the salted shell where I suck the husks, which you seem thoroughly confused by because you've I've never, you've never done yeah, that. No, I would never even think to do that. That's how I, if, if those peanuts are never around, I sometimes will eat the nut inside, but I never put them back in the bowl. I suck the husks and then I open them and then I'll usually eat the peanut. Yeah. You crack it open and eat the actual peanuts inside, yeah. not the shell. But the really, the real reason I'm this eating like them. eating the banana peel to me. No, 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 no. Yes, I don't eat the, the shell. I don't eat the shell. I suck it and throw it. Well, are you licking the banana peel before you open it and eat the banana? No, but the banana peel is not salted. It's totally different. It might, it, got, it could be. No, and I'm not licking it to try to okay. find out. But you didn't seem to, to know that they had unsalted shells, and I thought they did, which they, I guess, are raw peanuts. I just assumed they were, un, were un, 
salted peanuts. I didn't. I never considered anybody would eat the shell. And so why would you salt the shell? Because nobody's eating that. Well, but people are sucking it, I guess, because I do. People are definitely sucking it. But. <laughs> well, Ed Butt emailed us and he said, my brother-in-law eats salted in the shell, shell and all. Just pops them mm-hmm. in his mouth and chews. <laughs> yeah, I saw that and I retweeted. That's insane to me, but I'm sure I do some yeah. stuff that other people consider insane. But that, I ain't doing that. And he did say, KJ, you're right. You can buy unsalted peanuts in the shell. Yeah, okay. Taste of the peanuts inside is nearly the same. See, I don't eat them for the peanuts. I really don't. Okay. Um. Well, then why not just take a handful of salt and cram it in your mouth? I used to do that. I used to take salt Cut in my hand chase. with a Skip salt shaker man. and lick it mm-hmm. off my palm. I used to do that. Jump to conclusions. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great, that was a, I don't know why that never took off in that movie. Jump to conclusions, Matt. <laughs> James Cunningham at James IV 1978. The jokes about peanuts were subtle and amazing. At mm-hmm. Buffalo, Alice had some great ones. Um, and Todd Takei at Tooth Takei. Yes, the Bonnie Burko interview was great on Speaking of Tangents, but the line that made me laugh the hardest was the peanut slash anatomy discussion. Uh, Fuse says he doesn't want those in his mouth, and Buffalo Alice says me either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Salted or unsalted. That's no. that's exactly right. And Steve Lipton at Mr. Lip 5 says, KJ's favorite movie, Husk Sucker Proxy? <laughs> Question mark. I'm sure you appreciate that being a connoisseur of the puns. A punnoisseur? A, a punnoisseur. Yeah, I thought it was funny, but my favorite part about that tweet was it not my favorite, but a part that I found interesting. It says, translate from German. Yeah. <laughs> Twitter uh, gets confused sometimes. Tr- have you ever seen Hudsucker Proxy? No, I have not. But I, but I did get the reference. I didn't, I didn't really like that movie. Uh, I, I don't even know what it's about. I think it's Tim, Robert, Tim Robbins and maybe Robert Redford, maybe. I know Tim Robbins is in it, and it's not my favorite. Hudsucker <laughs> Proxy. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Um, and Jen Babish, a J Bab Sports chick, wants us to to talk about whether we like eggnog, yum or ew. She nope. sent out a poll. Ew. Yum. No, I think that answers the question. I think so. Although there should be more choices, like only for the holidays, which would be my actual choice. Yes. And that's not my. I, I agree that that should be been in there, but that is not my choice. I am not. Your choice is ew. I am anti-eggnog. I like eggnog. I like eggs. I don't like eggnog. Do you like nog? I don't even know what that is. I don't think it's a thing. Okay. I like bourbon in my eggnog. That's how we drink it over holidays. So what, so far what you told me is you like peanuts with salt and eggnog with bourbon. So what you told me is you really like salt and bourbon. I, I do like salt and bourbon. <laughs> okay. But I will drink eggnog without Liquor in you'll it. tolerate you'll tolerate, tolerate the peanuts it. and you'll tolerate the eggnog to get to the salt and bourbon is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, but I do like eggnog straight up too, but the bourbon's nice. Okay. I, I've never been an eggnog fan. I do like eggnog. So yum would be my answer for this poll. Okay. All right, we have to have a fantasy football update. Do we have to? <laughs> yes, we <laughs> I'm do. Just yes, we yes, do. Yes, we do. I agree. Robert Berg at R three T two. Short bus final. I thought mm-hmm. they changed the name from Short Bus. Wasn't it? I think it was Bus, bus 2, two Tour Bus 2, something like that, yeah. At Honeycrisp, which is Jamie Julian, versus mm-hmm. at J Bab Sports Chick, which is Jen Babish. Yes. And then Raju Rejects final at Benson underscore the comic, which is Adam Benson, Adam versus Benson. the Hall of Famer. 
Yes. And then Robert, wait, Adam made the Rogers Rejects <laughs> final. How the blank did that happen? Which was my thought exactly. <laughs> Winners will compete in week 16 for the Chaputzville Bowl. There you go. So yeah, so, big, yes. big weekend coming up. <laughs> yeah, we we had a whole Twitter exchange that I thought was funny. Me and Rob back and forth about fantasy football and all that stuff. And it got into like safety issues in like the NFL yeah. and... Um, I thought that is worth reading. I mean, for their comments, at least. You've been relegated. Me, I was just being dumb. Oh, yes. That's how I found out. Yeah. Because <laughs> you made some to... snarky comment about how the yeah. <laughs> the people who made it didn't ne- necessarily deserve to be there. I mean, come on. Jen auto-drafted because she was working or something. And, like, Benson drafted, like, two kickers. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it is the <laughs> – I think my joke was – it's at least fantasy football is 50% luck, which means two of these people should probably be in this and two of these these other two should not. Yeah. Well, they got lucky. The Hall of Famer. <laughs> I'll leave it up to you to decide who, should, who those two are out of those four. The Hall of Famer was on the waiver wire every week picking up yes. people. However, working it. The, and lost Carson Wentz. So had yes. to pick up a new quarterback for the championship. Lost the number one draft pick. She had the yep. number one yep. overall pick, and he went down before the season even started. Yep. Or like in the first game. So, yeah, I mean, yep. good job. Also, the Hall of Famer is going to the playoffs in the Minnesota League, as we call it. The other league. Oh. Oh, the league. The other league. Not related to this league. The non-Littles League. Yes. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, it's There is but absolutely look, skill and talent and putting... If you want to put the effort into it. There's actually skill and effort and research that goes into this. Yeah, it's just not worth it to me. Definitely not worth it to me. Because honestly, half the time it's going to pay off and the other half, it's going to be somebody's going to luck out and beat you out in the finals. So, Absolutely. it. I, I don't... I think Adam Benson will probably win in the final. And then who knows? I don't know what kind of teams Jamie Julian and Jen Babish have. I don't know what's going on in the short bus or the bus number two or bus whatever two, we're yeah. calling I, it. Honestly, I, I have an, I have the ability to look at it, and I still don't know what's going on. I'm not looking at my own team, or so. I'm, therefore, I'm not looking at the entire league. Therefore, I'm not looking at the other league. Yeah. Well, Adam Benson has Antonio Brown. He could win it all alone. Yeah. If you get one one person who has a hot streak, you're, yeah. you got it. Yeah. yeah. I, so yeah, I um I feel like um we need to have some sort of wrap up. Uh, maybe get Rob and have a wrap up at the end of the season after the championship games, but um, uh, so he can explain what happened because he's been following it. So well, I definitely know we'll what's see. happening because whether I want to or not, I know exactly what's happening in, <laughs> every week. The call is coming from inside the house. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Scream. <laughs> I don't think that's the movie I'm talking about. It's not do Scream? Actually, no. Do you know actually know that movie? The, the the original movie that it came from? It's a horror movie. Well, yeah. I thought it was Scream. No. <laughs> Scream Scream was like in the 90s, right? Yeah. It's because Scream like took all the tropes and took the like horror movie tropes and like made them funny and also scary again. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a parody slash serious at the same time. Okay, well, tell me this. Is that line in the movie Scream? I have no idea. I've never seen Scream. Okay. That is not where that it came from, though. That is not the original movie. So it did from. it come from Nightmare on Elm Street? No, it's earlier than that. Chucky. You mean Child's Play? Yes. 
<laughs> no, it did not. It's earlier than that. Horror this is, is the not 70s. my genre. Carrie. Oh, not mine Carrie. Nope. That's the only horror movie I know of in the 70s off the top of my head. It's called When a Stranger Calls. Oh, I've never heard of that. But I, and I think there was a sequel called When a Stranger Calls Back. <laughs> I swear, oh my or something God. like that. Or When a Stranger Calls Again or something. But that's Okay, well, yeah. I will I will be Okay. Don't I, watch that movie. I know that line, so I bet you it was in Scream. Probably. But I mean that's it's so you know, like rote, it's such a cliche now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That it's and coming, the call. It's coming from inside the house. Get out or whatever. Really, is. that is so scary. Yeah. Have you seen the commercial where they, it's I think it's like a Geico commercial or something, and they're the idea is that the people are complete idiots in they're in this inside this horror movie, and there's a car running, and um, somebody's going to come and get them. Oh, it's like the te- Texas Chainsaw Massacre kind of spoof. Kinda yeah, because the, yeah, they're yeah, like, absolutely. no, let's go inside the garage where all yeah. the masks are instead of taking the running car. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. that that commercial kind of makes me giggle. Some of those are really funny. Some of those, the ones, the good ones are those are the ones where I'm like, what is this? Oh, it's a Geico commercial. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's not Geico, but it. it yeah. Pretty sure those are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think we, uh, I think we really hit the nonsense meter today. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was actually going to do Amazon reviews, but we've like gone way over time. Oh yeah. I forgot you had the Amazon reviews. We'll save it for next week. All right. Maybe. Maybe. Anything else for this week? No, I think that'll do it. Okay. Until next time, bye. Bye. Speaking of Tangents is brought to you by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Hosted by Jason Fuse and KJ Onstead. Created by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Music written and performed by Jason Fuse. Lyrics and vocals by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Edited by Jason Fuse. And speaking of the elf on the shelf, I saw something recently about elf on the shelf rules. And there are two of them. One, move the elf to a new location every night while the kids are asleep. And two, never let your kids touch the elf because he could lose his magic. What? My parents never moved the elf. I was never forbidden to touch the elf. In fact, it was up to my brother and me to find a spot for the elf each year, and we put him there, and he stayed there all season. Now I'm starting to feel like I missed out on something as a child. What would it have been like for me as an eight-year-old girl, for instance, to have that joy of trying to find the elf's new location every day? Instead, my parents had their two innocent and unsuspecting children decorate the entire house including that magical elf on the shelf, all likely, at least, to avoid having to go through the hassle of moving it every night? That's elfin' ridiculous. Graphics by Jason Fuse. I love snow peas. And I love you. Bye-bye.